Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis. This is Whiskey Business. Who says there are no firsts late in life? We're on location at Tat Franklin, and somebody on this podcast is getting some ink tonight on Whiskey Business. Welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And we are definitely uh, into the, like I said, A through Z in this podcast, guests and things of all types, not always about whiskey. And tonight we're in the T's. Who says there are no firsts late in life? I am 63 years old. I have always wanted to get a tattoo. At least I thought I always wanted to get a tattoo. Really wasn't sure. And I think part of that lack of of commitment was I never knew exactly what to get. Well, in recent years, and you can credit this podcast, it has given me the inspiration to come up with an idea for a tattoo. Flashback two years ago when I come across Matt Franklin and his lovely significant other, Liz, at I can't even remember what the function was. Was that the Athletic Club? The Athletic Club. It was a whiskey tasting. Of course it was a whiskey tasting. And I find out that he is Tat Franklin. And I think, wow, man, what a great guest for the podcast. Well, somebody in this group of people took a card and could not remember where it was and could not exactly remember if it was Matt Franklin. You know what? I could have Googled. I could have done that. But the pandemic came and went. And thank God, thank God, Matt reached out and said, hey, I'd still like to do the tattoo thing. And we've talked about it and said we would still like to do the tattoo thing. So tonight... We are doing the tattoo thing. And I am getting my first of what will be many tattoos. Hard to say. I don't know. But I am in good hands. And uh, thank you, Matt, for doing this this evening. I oh, appreciate it. My pleasure. We're going to get a lot of the details and information on how people can uh, can find you and check out your work and book themselves way in advance. But before we do that, uh, Hansberry, a little bit of business, and then we have a little bit of paperwork to fill out before I am allowed to actually have a sip of whiskey on said podcast because dems the laws and rules suck yeah rules, rules suck broken. man well, what happened to the 40s and 50s where you got drunk and went and got a tattoo yeah, man. this is a yeah. professional establishment <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, whiskey business is the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey thanks for tuning in if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app thank you very much uh, hit subscribe, if you will, and go ahead and, uh, if you would, wouldn't mind, writing a nice review. Maybe a nice review would be helpful, uh, although we'll take a bad one, I guess. Uh, if you are uh, on uh, your favorite podcasting app, you can also watch this. This will be a great one to watch. Uh, we've got, uh, John's got all the, the cameras and stuff dialed in. He's got the uh, big boy camera out he's tonight. Got, he's got a big boy yeah. camera. Uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Uh <laughs> 
What's Hi. your name again? Dino Tripodis, yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this for four or five years now. Uh, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Smash <laughs> Ding the bell. Ding it. And uh, you'll get all the stuff, notifications you want. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, there's a cool Facebook uh, live video of, of us getting ready here. You can yeah. check out. And thank you to our Evergreen, our uh, parent network, evergreenpodcast.com. Yep. And uh, you can find everything Whiskey Business, including our archives at whiskeybusinesspod.com. There you go. Our guest bottle tonight, Matt, I think you'll find this appropriate since you are a master of what you do in this particular field. I thought it was only appropriate that we pick up a Jack Daniels Master Distiller Series. This is number one. This is from the man himself, Jasper, Jack Daniels, Jasper Newton. Yep, this is it right here from... uh, 1866 to 1911, he was the master distiller for what everybody now commonly knows as Jack Daniels. Now, what's cool about this particular bottle is that I have no idea what it tastes like. I opened it fresh tonight. I've got no research on this bottle. As I've said on podcasts before, we don't claim to be whiskey experts, just whiskey lovers. So we'll all be sharing firsts tonight, which is my theme for this evening. Who says there's no firsts? In life, I'm getting my first tattoo. This will be our first sip of this particular guest bottle, the Master Distiller series, which has been a great series. It's funny, I've had like the number two and the number four. Mm-hmm. I've always saved back the number one for a reason. There's been a lot of serendipity yeah. tonight. It's my first podcast. Is it? It's my first podcast. It's your first podcast. Yeah. When we were, bravo, well done. So you're a virgin and I'm a virgin. Yeah, you never, okay. you never forget your first. You never forget your first. And there were a couple other little things that we'll chat about that that seemed, uh, you know, you use the words uh, serendipity or ser- ser- yeah. serendipity, not dipshit. dipshit. Serendipshit. <laughs> serendipshit. That's my name. <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of things that just that 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 just confirmed that tonight, tonight is right. That's right. And, and needed to happen. Tell us a little bit about you, how you started how this all came to be. I have some questions here to fill out that I must check off real quick before our, before I'm allowed to drink any whiskey. Right, right. Because we got to follow the rules, the, the laws, if you will. But how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've only been tattooing for a little over eight years, actually. I studied fine arts. I have a painting degree and photography degree from Miami of Ohio. But then I was just an illustrator for a long time. So I showed in galleries. I did album art, poster design. I've done character development for TV shows, a ton of Basically anything you can draw, I've, I've worked on before. And then I sort of like was forced into tattooing in a weird way. Everyone kept telling me to do it. I was doing those wine and paint classes. You, you've done those or, uh, or uh, anything? Anyone yeah, done those? I know people that have. I've not I've avoided yeah. it. Uh, yeah, at all yeah. Comments, but yes. Yeah. So I was touring, playing music, and when I was back in town, I would host these wine and paint classes at a studio. It was owned by a guy who owned a tattoo shop next door in Westerville. And he would always come over and he'd be like, what the hell are you doing here, man? Like, you could be making so much money tattooing. And I was like, oh, it's going to take so long. I don't have the time. I'm a real artist. And then two weeks <laughs> with him, I was tattooing, making more money than I ever made. I was like running circles around everyone else. And I was just like, well, I guess this should be my thing. So it was really like this organic push into it. Never was a dream or a goal. But now I like 
is my number one passion. Could not be happier. It is the most fulfilling art I've ever done in my life. What's your website? I'm going to tell people early on in this podcast. TatFranklin.com. 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 Where you'll see some amazing, you'll see what he's talking about. You'll see examples of his work. Social media is all the same. Anything at TatFranklin, T-A-T Franklin. It's amazing. It's intricate. It's beautiful. It's stunning. Well, you're flattering me, so now i got to try it with this tattoo. No, mine's going to be very... Mine's going to be very simple, but when I said that to you earlier this evening before the podcast said, he goes, sometimes people think that the simplest tattoos are sometimes the most complicated. Uh, Yeah, accurate. You know, you're working in a 3D space on an organic creature, so there's not a flat surface. If you're doing a painting or an illustration, you're working on an iPad or a canvas, you're going to get the same result with this acrylic paint. You're going to get the same result in the digital atmosphere, but every body is completely different. If you want a straight line or a perfect circle, it's near impossible to do on the body. But people are always like, oh, it's just like an armband, just a straight line around that's my a, arm. And I'm like, a, that's the most complicated shit you could ask for, bro. <laughs> it is. Oh, right. yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's hard. I, who could, can you sorry draw, to anybody I've done an armband can anybody on? Do, can sorry. anybody, can any of my boys draw, draw a straight line, even on a piece of paper? No, right? Uh, Let alone I, on a human right, being. After, after some whiskey, cut. I'm going to get out a big piece of paper and we're all going to see who can draw the straightest yeah, line. Right? Yeah, you probably you, Matt. I, I yeah, I was uh, like drawing as a kid, but I would I would be so worried that I would just fuck up on somebody's arm permanently. Well, when you first started, that's like a gigantic fear, right? Sure. You, you know, talk about like Dino saying he's a little bit nervous right now. A little bit, yeah. First I don't lie. The first time you tattoo someone, you're so the it's permanent, you know, and you're so freaked out. You're in your head about it. Um, but after a few tattoos, you start to get a weird joy out of hurting people. You know, I don't know where that comes from, but it like just starts to happen over time. Uh, I feel like I'm in a therapist's chair right now. Like I'm ready to spill my guts about my childhood before this session's all. I need to get my master's and then like start charging yeah, insurance right? or something. Right, like, two for one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Tattoos and and, and uh, tattoo TNT tattoo and treatment. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like it. So, babe, copyright that. <clears throat> Uh, uh, I need to fill out this uh, release that I'll share with you guys on the podcast um, before I can actually start drinking some whiskey. Like I said earlier, I am at least 18 years old. I know a lot of you don't can't believe it, but well, I, I did him I, as I soon am, as he came. I am. I, like, hey, I am at least 18 years old. I am not under the influence of drugs or alcohol this evening. No, not yet. But I got a funny feeling once I sign this. And sign my rights away. Uh, there'll be some influence of at least. I just need alcohol. to know that you know what you're getting into. I know what I'm. I know what I'm getting into. I know what I'm getting into. I'm a, I'm a thrill seeker. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I am pregnant and I am nursing. I guess the podcast is over. Get Thank out of the you. chair. Get out yep. of the chair, everybody. Yep. I saw a lot of lactation <laughs> going on. <laughs> Your nipples are leaking. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a song? Nipples are bleeding. Anyway. I do not have a heart condition or epilepsy and do not take medications that are linked. No, I do not. Look at that. Perfect. Never had any heart problems whatsoever. A good, strong ticker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do not suffer from hemophilia or skin conditions. Check. I have advised Matthew Franklin of any allergies to soaps, ointments, metals, latex, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Uh, Variations in color and design may exist. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I understand that if I have any skin treatments, laser hair removal, plastic surgery. No. I've had none of those. No laser surgery. Oh, natural, no baby. No plastic surgery. This is it. I'm aging the way I'm aging. Check. And I acknowledge that a tattoo is a permanent change to my appearance. Well, thank God for small favors. Yes, I do acknowledge that. 
and agreed to follow all instructions concerning the care. There's a lot of care involved after my new tattoo. Mainly tender loving, but a little care. Okay. Uh, and I will receive aftercare instructions from Matthew Franklin and agree to all the following instructions concerning the care of my new tattoo. Yes, I will do all that. There's a lot more other stuff here, but yep, I am signing that. And we own your soul now. Thank you very much. Boom. Stealing your identity. Great. Very good. Uh, got that out of the way. Thank you so much. May I have whiskey now? Yes. We'll allow it. You, you cannot have whiskey. No, yet. I will wait. You cannot have whiskey yet. Okay. I mean, what if what if I, as the uh, client, said, yeah, I'm okay if you drink whiskey? You know, I think traditionally in tattoo shops, people probably were doing that. Right. Uh, but yeah, at this point where I'm at in my career, what I'm doing, I'm trying very hard to sort of, I mean, tattooing in general, they've gotten away. You don't call it a tattoo gun anymore. This is lesson number one. So it used to always be tattoo gun, the tattoo gun. That went away about a decade ago. It's a tattoo machine. Okay. The idea is being that we're trying to separate ourselves from uh alleys jail systems uh motorcycle clubs you know so instead of a gun and the, the connotation that comes with that it's a machine it's a tool it's okay. something we use to create right well it makes sense because this is an art yeah and, but the term tattoo artist is very yeah. recent as well like it was someone who did tattoos the idea of an artist being involved that's a whole new like someone who has art degrees someone who has formal training in the arts that that's like you know the 90s it sort of was there but now it's pretty much industry standard to have some sort of formal art training if and you're getting into it. When you it. started this eight years ago, um, I'm trying to remember when, in anything, just like whiskey and bourbon, uh, there was a, there was a, there was a boom, you know? Oh, for sure. And everything. And so when did it happen with tattoos that they kind of just busted out of that, that, that niche and became in the late nineties, you know, well, you started to see them in pop culture. Right. So what happens is, is and this is actually, this goes back to like Asian traditional tattooing as well, but until people see it on other people, then they're afraid of it. Right. But as soon as you start seeing celebrities, then sports icons, anyone in the public media on all the magazine covers, having these tattoos, then they slowly inch into society. That's how fashion works too. When you go to fashion week, they're wearing these ridiculous clothes. Then that fashion gets like a little watered down, more tame, and now you see everybody wearing those fashions. Tattooing is just the exact same thing. I remember my daughter, my daughter, um, who who will be watching this, and I, Hello. I gave. Her, oh, by the way, shout out to my daughter Danielle oh. uh, in New York City. I'm wearing Arlene's Grocery T-shirt. This is the the iconic rock and roll club, which you said you've played at. Yeah, a couple of times. Wow, that's see another get serendipity. I know, I know. right? All the things are lining up. Uh, she runs this joint. Uh, when they opened up after the pandemic, uh, she went back to New York and she uh, busts her her butt, making sure that this place has got lines out the door. And uh, now I can't wait to go back. She's excited about me getting a tattoo, but also bummed out because she wanted me to come to New York City and get one there. So well, I think since you're doing it this way, it's almost like she's here with us. Yeah, she is kind of here with us. So uh, shout out to to my dig, Danielle. Uh, and Arlene's grocery, and here's hoping that everything goes goes well. She's all she's tatted up. Yeah, so I was sort of assuming just sort of the guy, what her you're first saying, tattoo I found by accident uh, when she was, uh, and I don't know how she got it because uh, was she eighteen? She was not eighteen. Do we have to have can can this was like she was born in eighty two, so she was about fifteen or sixteen years old. So that would have been. 
90 something. Pretty strict on it now. You know, uh, th there's actually no age limit in the state of Ohio with parental consent. Okay. Now, now well, eventually that's it. it gets to a point where, uh, like, it's a child endangerment, you know, but you can go. I've seen people, and it, I just don't even mess with it anymore because it's always drama. Uh, we used to have at the shops I was at, you know, someone would come in with a kid to try and get a tattoo, and then um, they wouldn't be the legal guardian. It would be a grandparent or an uncle, and I'd be like, well, I can't do it. And then they'd yell at you, and they'd be screaming, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or a parent would show up with a kid, and then in the middle of the tattoo, the other parent would call. It turns out they're going through a divorce. Oh, my God, you can't. And they're like, fuck you, Timmy. Or, you know, then this whole drama would happen. So I'm like, I don't fuck with that. We, we were divorced, and, and amicable divorced, but that's, and, and was, that's exactly what happened. My ex-wife signed off and took her because she had some tattoos as well and she got and she was reaching we were on vacation in florida and she reached up to the grab something from my uh -huh. my sister's cupboard and her her shirt came up a little bit and there was like what the hell is that and, and it was a little uh uh the the yin Not, and yang oh uh, classic the yin classic. Yang classic symbol right there i go what the hell is that and she goes and I go, no, I know what it is. I'm saying, what the hell is that? And why is it right up above your butt? And, you know, she fessed up. And I, I did. I, as, a, as, a, as a dad back then, I went, what the hell? Yeah. And so forth. And I, I, I was pissed off. Yeah. Uh, and apparently what they say is true because since then she has gotten uh, a lot more tattoos. But they all have significance they all have meaning. Um, one is dedicated to her her grandmother, who she loved dearly. Some of them are indicative of where she's at in life and what yeah. she's gone through in life. And a lot, it is. I'll say it again. It's beautiful art. Yeah. It's beautiful art. And I don't even see half of them because she wears a lot of long sleeves and whatnot. I know but, they sort of... Uh two big philosophies of tattooing that I've sort of have like come to really understand. Um, with tattooing, there's a lot of meaning, right? But we know that tattooing has been around for thousands of years. Mummies, cave drawings depict tattoos, right? So when you get a tattoo, you now become part of this thread of all of humanity, right? So now you're part of something that humans have been doing for as long as we know. That's really cool. The second thing is, is you're taking control over your physical appearance, right? So you don't dictate how you're gonna look when you're born, but something that you can do, a permanent change to your body, an outward projection of what you want to look like or represent the things that are important to you, you are making the decision to take control of that. And the decision that we've made for tonight's tattoo, and I owe all the credit to Whiskey Business and my love for whiskey and bourbon, is that we are getting the molecular formula for whiskey uh, right here on my arm courtesy of Matt Franklin. If things go to plan. If things go to plan. Uh, I debated where to put it, and I'm still debating. Is the consensus that it goes right here where well, we said? Wanna, yeah. You want to prep the skin and check it out? Huh? Prep the skin? All right. All right yeah. What's that involved? Here so. we go, kids. We're on our way. <laughs> For those of you who are listening on audio, fine, but you can check this out on YouTube and, and actually see it happening as well. So the first thing we want to do is get hair out of the way of the tattoo surface. This also starts the cleaning process. Okay. So I'm gonna shave you. All right. Shaving dudes is absolutely my favorite part. You can ask my wife. <laughs> this also gets all the dead skin out of the way and starts the cleaning process. So you yeah. have a nice- You know what? You're lucky that I'm doing this now. There was a time in my life where I had much hairier arms 
I don't know where they, I don't know where it's gone. I don't, but, I don't yeah, it's always funny when I have like a, like dudes in here with a ton of chest hair, they get a big chest piece and I'm like, why bother, bro? Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one's going to see it. I wouldn't get it on my chest. And that was the other thing too. Where are you going to put it? You know, a lot of people made jokes, uh, you know, put it on your, on, we did them earlier, you know, on my butt and yeah. so forth. No, on my head. No. So on my take- penis, even though that's a very small tattoo, it's still too too much tattoo. Well, that's why. That, well, that's why we brought the big camera, right? Yeah. Incredible zoom on that guy. I heard. This is just rubbing alcohol, ninety nine percent isopropyl alcohol. This gets any bacteria off of the surface. I don't know what shit you're into. Okay. I don't even. I take it that's a rhetorical question. You didn't really want me to answer. Like we were talking about how human bodies are. Yeah. Weird shapes, not symmetrical, you know, like this is the center of sort of where your elbow is, but this is the center of your wrist, right? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't line up at all. I want to kind of create what seems to be like right? the visual center on your arm. Well, that doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> Using a yellow Sharpie, I see. Yeah, so I've heard that the yellow sharpie is the hardest part of the tattoo. If I were, if I were, I do a lot of big freehand work, Uh um, so I'll layer it with sharpies. I'll use a uh, yellow one first, then I'll go back over with a red, then I'll go back over with a blue, and then that'll be the actual line work that I follow when I'm working. You happy with that? No, I don't like that angle quite. (laughs) Now, it has to be a lot of trust involved too i mean me as the client has to have an incredible amount of trust in you the tattoo artist well we're going to end up bonded for life as well so i can't be a shitty person because then every time you look at the tattoo you're going to think about i will think of you every time i look at this tattoo that is true and they'll say where did you get it and i'll say where i got it and yeah i guess i guess this does link us in some way shape or form i hope you're emotionally prepared for that i am I am emotionally prepared. That's so funny. I'm telling you, there's so many moments of serendipity. I have a, when I did stand up on a regular basis, I had a bit that was called You Are Not Emotionally Prepared. Yeah, it was about so my we were, father. So we were talking about, we went with sort of a typewriter style of font. Right. That and was I had already thing. picked it out. I was like, I don't know why, but I'm getting this like American typewriter kind of feel. Dino's like, I collect typewriters. I collect typewriters. What? So it's, it's, it's meant to be. Everything, everything about this, this tonight was meant to be. Okay, now the, the red Sharpie, this is again to what? This just clarifies the line I want to follow. Okay. And how... I normally don't even care this much. So the, the, the formula, the little picture that you... You don't care that much. That you showed Johnny in the camera, that's going to be approximately the size of the tattoo, right? Exactly. Okay. So I like that dotted line right there. Mm-hmm. I think follows a pretty straight path. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kind of center it on there. How okay. do you feel about that? So that won't be the whole length of the tattoo. That's just no, no, no. center it. That, yeah, I'm going to center it there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this as a stencil. I'm going to place it on your skin. Yeah. You're going to be able to check it out and see if you like where it's at before any actual tattooing happens. All right. Cool. Cool. Hansberry, you've gotten tattoos. Yeah, I yeah. do. I approve yeah. the placement. And, and uh, you know, did, did you go through the same process? Yeah, actually, I wanted one on the back of my arm. Um, and it was the same thing. He put the stencil on and it looked funky when I moved my arms. It kind of, just, uh-huh. like, the skin moved and the muscle moved and it looked funky. Now so the, I had, had so where I'm getting it now, because I thought about there and I thought about the classic, you know, right there. Like um, a mom heart. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, on the shoulder. And there, and actually it was, uh, who was I talking to? A friend of mine. Oh, it was my, I was telling my boss I was getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he says, 
I mean, do the forearm because you know the, the on the shoulder. It's like it's like you know cliche. Everybody gets on the shoulder. Get it somewhere where people can see it. And then I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should. I mean, it, it, and and you said, you know, at sixty three, why hide it? Right. It's not like you're going to try to get a job at a bank or something right now. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a bank building. That's the other thing too. This uh, your your uh, your space is in a historic building, as well. I'm thinking right about there. Oh wow! Wow! Close oh, wow! Hansberry, come take a closer look. What do you think? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Whitney. Yeah. You approve? Yeah. Come here. Liz. Come here. Come here, Liz. Everybody right. into it? No, obviously when you twist, it'll twist. All right. Okay, but it doesn't it doesn't get funky when I twist yeah. it. What do you think? And since the, the you legs are it? kind of staggered, it doesn't yeah. it's not you super like worried about it being yeah. like, now is there anything that you see about this that you don't care for? No no, I like where it's at. Like where it's, it's gonna at? be clean, like simple. Doing? Yep. So okay. we're gonna let that dry for a minute. Okay, we let that dry for a minute. And do you think you do so. You do so much work. Would that be a a conversation starter? Oh, for sure. That? People like, are going to be very what does that mean? about it. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And once again, this is the molecular, not this the molecular, chemical. Molecular. The molecular. So when you're googling later and trying to like troll us about what it is, it's the molecular. It, what, and did you have like a, a chemist confirm this? We reached out to a chemist, Liz. I told you I did not. I checked. You check Google. Good we enough check, for me. We check Google. Doctor Google knows. Doctor right. Google knows. No, I actually, I actually checked. Well, it's something I, in kanji or a different language. Yeah. I had the the two formulas before because you you originally wanted to go with the lines and everything too. The yeah, actual, the, the the chemical structure yeah. was kind of interesting. Yeah, but then but then now people look said, at that. Matt, you're stupid. I don't want no, that. No, I did and not say that. Yeah. I said Ooh, that people would say, too? "Oh, what's that? What's that? I want people to ask about the numbers and the letters." Customers always right. Not not so much, you know. <laughs> look at the at the lines, and plus I thought it'd be like it would cover more space on my arm, and this being my first one, I just kind of kind of want to ease into it's it. It's funny because people with their first tattoo, they always get really particular, meticulous, the orientation, they want it so specific where, you know, I've had clients move it 13 times. Like if we wanted to, if you didn't like where it was at, we could take this off, reapply it, reapply it. I've had people move it, move it, move it, then it's back to the original location, you're pulling your hair out. But often with the first tattoo, you overthink it. And also most times if people are going to pass out, it's during this time. Well, what do you mean pass out? Well, you see, uh, people get anxious, they start to hyperventilate, their heart rate increases. Oh, this is a bad time to say that? Where's that waiver? <laughs> <laughs> so, tattoo needles are actually bundles of needles. I'm supposed to uh, open this in front of the client. This actually, okay. uh, health department requires this. But they're all medically sealed, single use and disposable. I'm using a rotary tattoo machine. So, mm -hmm. when you think of a tattoo machine, uh, most people think of a coil tattoo machine. That technology has been around since World War II. It's essentially a metal rod. It goes into a big shaft. You have two magnets. You uh, Electric, you electrify the magnets, there's an armature bar that bangs, that's what moves the needle up and down, right? So it's a loud machine. What I'm using is a rotary tattoo machine, it has a tiny electric motor spinning in a circle. This sounds like that. Sounds quiet. Pretty quiet, right? So sounds I'm using, quiet and, and not painful. I'm using a five round tapered right, wait liner. Wait, 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 so do I need to, do I need to whisk you up? First. Do what? Take a swig first. Do I need to take a swig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a swig. 
Okay. Actually, I'm not concerned. People ask me, that was a question. Dude, it's going to hurt. Are you, are you concerned about the pain? Let me tell you something about pain. And this is a little, this is in the, in the, in the TMI, too much information department. I had a scope put through the head of my penis Woo! during a All right. And I was not knocked out for it. I was awake for it. Oh, sure. Did everyone put, else just like butthole just tighten up? Yeah, right? Just like, sure. They put, <laughs> they gave me some <laughs> lidocaine over there to numb it. But other than that, so look, if I can endure that for what seemed like an eternity, by the way, uh, in an unrelated topic, but still related topic, the uh, assistant doctor, the intern who was observing, uh, said I have a, a remarkable urethra. So thank you. I've got that going for me. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank Did you get like a plaque? I, I, you know what? Like I should have. I was like biting on a towel uh, going, thank you. What the hell? One yeah. more thing for me just to look up to you. Right? Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, impressed. I'm very impressed. A remarkable urethra. <laughs> so here we go. Right, we're, getting, we're getting ready to start. I'm glad that he starts talking about penetration because that's what we're about to do. Mm. So. Oh. <clears throat> That is sweet. The master distiller, the Jack Daniels. So I'm going to start kind of at the back here and work down. Okay. The main reason I'm doing that is so I'm not rubbing it off as I'm working. So sense. if I start back here and work toward me, it'll mm -hmm. be the easiest angle for me. You want to lubricate the surface? Yeah. Oh, are you asking me or are you telling me? I'm telling you. <laughs> sure. We do this because we don't want to tear the skin. Everything we're doing, we want to make sure that we're taking care of the skin and we want the best healing possible. I so you put a thin layer of lubrication down. I'm using Aquaphor and that way it's going into the skin and not just ripping Aquaphor. the surface. That, yeah. uh, so I've heard that. You put it on like baby butts. Yeah. And I've also heard that that's going to be something that I will probably For aftercare? use aftercare. Yeah. And at the end, we'll talk about that. I'll walk you through the steps. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dino, are, are you ready? Is it time? I think it's time. We're doing this. All right. No turning back now, right? That's right. Okay, cool. Going in. Go in. All right. Are you doing Whoa. it? <laughs> Are you doing it? As in, am I tattooing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously? We're so in. It's, it's, it's on your flesh. What does it feel like, Dino? Is it. Once it's, again, when you've gotten to a certain level of pain in your life and you use that as the gauge, this almost tickles. Well, what gauge are you using there, Matt? Like It's a five-round tapered liner, so it's five needles coming to a tapered point. So, I, that, so like, how thick is that, would, would you say? Uh, imagine five bristles of a brush. Okay. Thinner than the thinnest, like, so liner. So you're not getting a big old... So are, are you comparing this to what you've had done? No, I'm just... I'm or, just Give, trying to give people a perspective of how what, what's okay let me on your you know tattoo needle groupings there's a infinite rabbit hole you could go down like like i said it's like bristles on a brush in different formations so this is a round liner so they're in a round circle coming to a tapered point but you can get mags flat liners uh round shaders so instead of a tight tapered point they're in a loose formation then every individual gauge of needle can be different mm -hmm. i'm using all 12 gauges here which i say that but they're like microscopic but you can get 10 or bigger gauges of individual needles, you know, so every artist kind of learns what they like, you know. Is this the only type of machine you use or do you have all those different types? Uh, I have multiple machines, but I have like three rotaries. But with this technology, it used to be with the coil tattoo machines, 
you would need different machines set up for uh, one for lining, one for a different size liner, and a different one for shading. So you would have to set up three or four different mach machines if you were doing a large piece. The rotary tattoo machine has really streamlined the entire process. And these have been around for a long time, but they didn't really get popular until about, until about 10 years ago. Yeah, I, when I say it almost tickles, that's playing it down a little too lightly. I mean, this is, this is obviously, you can feel what's going on. And, and if you are sensitive to those type of things, uh, you know, you, you might react a little differently than I am right now. I, I also should add that uh, for some reason, over the course of my life, I've developed a huge threshold for pain. Um, I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. It's almost like a, it's a, almost like a superpower that never got developed. You know, right. like I, like you go, oh, man. You know what? If you were just one step further, you'd be a superhero. And I feel no pain. I mean, I still get hurt. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, I don't feel much pain. Now, so right there on the forearm, how is that? Traditionally, a, a, like a spot that hurts a lot. Yeah, is that a more sensitive mid, area? Mid forearm is a, a pretty good spot, um, low on the pain threshold. But when you move in either direction, so we call this the ditch. The ditch is a bitch. And then down the here at the wrist. The ditch is a bitch. The ditch is a bitch. And then down here at the wrist, you know, that's where you test like baby's milk, et cetera. Like that's a highly sensitive area. But right. We're, we're right, we're right yep. in the sweet spot. This is good. Sweet spot of the whole thing. What's the most like uh, tender? Like I've heard like your feet or your toes. Um, you know, for me personally, on my own body, uh, the top of my hands were very painful. My buddy Cam blasted my right hand for like four and a half hours. Uh, wow. And that was one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life. And then I actually tattooed my left hand. On your own? Yeah, and I did. Um, Are you laugh? Did the you curse. have to fill out a waiver? Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, so health department, close your ears right now. I was in here alone, and uh, so I have my hand on the armrest. And I would have to uh, stop it. So I'd, I'd tattoo, I'd stop, I'd wipe, I'd chug a beer, mm -hmm. start it again, go back to it. But it's, uh, it's my wife's initials around my hand. And uh, it's sort of a curse in tattooing. You never get your significant other's name or initials tattooed on you. So far, so good. Damn the curse. Well, you didn't get a tattoo, you tattooed yourself. I did so, tattoo myself. Hopefully that yeah. helps. Breaks the curse. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know he was going to do it. That's nice. How long have you guys been married? Two years. Two years. So when I met you two, were you married then? Newly no, I think we were still engaged. Still engaged. Yeah. So we got a pandemic wedding here. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's a whole story. It was uh, a lot of people have mentioned, though, they're sort of jealous because we had such a small wedding and it was so easy and we actually got to enjoy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dino, how are you feeling? I feel fine, but I can definitely feel it. But like I said, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge this for people who don't like any kind of pain. You'll 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 feel this, but it's not it's not horrendous. I mean, I'm not going. Oh my God, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? I will have more whiskey though. Yeah. The, 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 just the, yeah. Mm. I can't wait till you try some of this, Matt. Because, yeah, I'm just uh, trying to rush through as fast as don't, possible. No, don't rush. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do not rush. No, not the point I was trying to make. But um, what's been the most, what's been the longest uh, piece of work you've done? What's taken you the longest to, to complete uh, well, a I, project? I really cut back on the sessions 
as far as single sessions, when I first started, I would do much longer, you know, six, seven hours. Um, I found that that's actually pretty unhealthy for the skin. It gets really chewed up and then it heals poorly. Yeah. So now I do four hour blocks maximum on any one area of the body. But, you know, if you're talking about a full sleeve, you're looking at 20 plus hours, a full back, 30 hours of work. So yeah. multiple sessions. I like at least two weeks in between. If someone books a sleeve with me, I'll do like, you know, once a month for like five to six months. And, and when you talk about, uh, they explain the, the concept of a sleeve. It is actually literally your whole sleeve, your whole arm. Yeah, a whole arm or a whole leg. I don't know why it's a leg sleeve instead of a pant. You would think it'd be like a pant. But yeah, I'm, you would think, right? So, yeah. You would, um, and there's two distinct approaches. Uh, if you're going American traditional or traditional it's, it's tattooing. As you get closer to the wrist, it starts to burn more. Tenor, a little bit more. Yeah. Well, that's a, that starts well, we to burn a little spicy, bit more. So, tattooing, we use a lot of food terms. Yeah. So, we're like, uh, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I just want to let there. people know as he gets closer to out of the sweet spot, it tends to burn just, just a little like bit more. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So what's what has been the longest uh, the, I, longest project which, that you've done on somebody, and what was it, <clears throat> if you recall? Well, I have a lot of guys like full sleeves, full backs, but there was one project in particular that was sort of took unnecessarily long. I had a guy in here, and uh, he wanted a Star Wars battle scene on his ribs. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but space is dark. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of blacks being used, Millennium Falcon, TIE Fighters, like all in outer space. And I was doing not quite a skin rip into outer space, but sort of just like, cool. like a paint stroke, like outer space and then the ship's flying out. We get into the tattoo. I make like one dot, like zip, and he jerks. And he's like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be way different than I anticipated. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's your ribs. Um, so anyway, we ended up doing, I think, 15 or 16, like 45 minute sessions. Oh. And he just came back for over a year and a half, like once a month, we would do what we could. And then he would have to tap out over and over and over. And we, it was very time consuming unnecessarily and just, but it turned out great. Very happy. And with how much would something like that he cost? He didn't give up. How much would something like that cost? Um, right now I charge 200 an hour. So, so he had how many hours? I just draw pictures. I don't you had know. how many hours invested in that? Yeah, you know, at that time I was only charging 150 an hour. So. Okay, still. Let's round it off to 200, let's just say. And it was how many hours? 15. 15 hours. Okay, I mean, if it's something you really, really want. Well, you know, it's permanent. Yeah. And again, I, I'm going to go back to the simple word art. You know, it's, it's art. Uh, what's the, have you ever refused to do a tattoo? Um... There's only been two that come to mind. Um, one was just like blatantly offensive. So, well, it was not blatantly offensive. A guy came in when I was still at the shop and he was like, oh, I want Odin's hammer, bro. And I was like, oh, cool. Nordic shit. I'm into that. Google Odin's hammer because it wasn't Thor's hammer. It was Odin's hammer. And it was like often associated with a white supremacist gang in prisons. And mm -hmm. I was like, is this what you're talking about? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, man. And I was like, not doing that shit. Um, and then the other one was I had a woman come in and she wanted a cover-up of a cover-up. So she already got a tattoo, got it covered up and didn't like it. And then she was wanting me to come in and cover it up again with something else. I typically don't send drawings in advance. You know, I have to draw every day for every tattoo, often multiple tattoos. And also I find that if you send drawings in advance, 
they want a lot of edits that they actually don't, you know, until they see the stencil on the body, until they understand the way the piece is going to look. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, if you just send an email with an outline, they're like, can you move this there? Yeah, can yeah. you tweak this? Can yeah. you exclude that line? Yeah, exactly. Is that what they, is that what they sound like? Yeah, in my, in my head, when I'm reading the email, that's what it sounds like. Is that what like. you sound like? That just bitching about. Is that but what so. I sound like right now? Can I move this? Can well, I, you know, can I change the C to a K? So she was messaging, and there was no way she was going to be happy. Like every email was like, I'm just not sure. I'm not confident. I'm worried about it. And because I, it was already a cover up of a cover up, I knew that no matter what we did, she would not be satisfied. So I was like, I don't think this project is for me. You know. When you're ready, I could still be here, but maybe you should go to somewhere else. So I turned her down. But that's maybe only two tattoos in my entire life I've said no to. What's been the most out, out not necessarily length or time, but what's been the most outrageous thing that you've ever put on a body? Um, there's, there's Liz is laughing. <laughs> She's laughing. Is it on yours? Are you laughing? <laughs> so it was maybe... A few weeks after I had started tattooing, mm-hmm. and uh, the tattoo shop I worked at was in Westerville, next to uh, behind Sirens the Strip Club. Okay, that seems like you get a lot of repeat business. This woman, this woman comes in. <laughs> location, location, location. This woman comes in, not associated with the strip club. Um, she's probably late forties, early fifties, and she. This is her quote, not mine, but she says. I need my pussy tattooed. Okay. This is All the right. only story I have like this. And I'm like, what's going on? And I had just started. So I'm sitting at a desk in All the right. front taking walk-ins, which the new guy usually does. And I turn around and everybody else in the shop has disappeared. All the other dudes have sprinted to the back. There's like a drawing room. Nobody wants to go near this situation at all. I'm broke at the time. So I'm like, I, I was like, all right, give me 60 bucks and I'll do it. So. Wow. She wants the name Tim. It's her boyfriend's name. I don't know the situation. We get her prepped. We put up a curtain. She's got her legs up. We put a little stencil on. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm already drenched in sweat. Before I start, Tim walks in. So now I got this guy with his hand on my shoulder, breathing down my neck as I'm fucking elbow deep all up in his woman. And I'm like, what is happening to me? I'm crying. I'm sweating. I feel immense shame. I hate everything in my life. I'm never tattooing again. I want to give up on the entire industry. I do the tattoo in about five seconds. Kick him out. I go home. I'm like, Liz, this is wrong. I'm in the shower, like just like shaking. Oh my God. I almost quit for sure. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is not for me. Aren't you glad he didn't want Timothy? I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and Liz, your wife is here. I mean, yeah. That's got to be kind of weird. Like, I mean, there's women that come in here all the time that want things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, not like that. Not here. No. Not here. no. Oh, you don't no. Like, uh, or even just if they want something on their, their well, you know, like they've got to take sternum, their sternum tattoos are super popular, you know, so it's sternum just like girls tattoos. and or whatever. But I, I like, I totally separate out, like, well, one, I want people to feel comfortable all the time. That's a big reason I have this private studio is you're not on display. You know, there's not other random people walking in. When you're in here, it's, you know, it's an intimate experience. This is a forever type of operation that you're right. getting here. You know, it's important to you, typically emotionally important. So I want to make sure that they're completely comfortable. And no matter what part of the body I'm working on, often I don't even associate it. I'm focused on, like, what the work is, you know, how clean is it, you know, how efficiently am I working, how, how great does it look. You know, and then I can analyze like the grand scheme of like on the body, how does it flow? But as far as it being like 
some sort of sexual situation never happens. Like, I don't. He's a true pro, huh? <laughs> right. Well, let me ask my stupid question uh, of the night. Has anybody ever gotten? Can you get a? Can you get a tattoo on your penis? Yeah, you can. You can. I've never done it. But I've never done a tattoo penis. No, no. But people do. Uh, Google it. I don't. No, I won't. I won't Google it. I have no desire to see that. There's a lot of people. Or, like, or do I want to see the yeah. uh, the other? I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see if Tim's still in her life either. Well, you know, it's like, how do you go about it? Like, is there a fluffer on set? Yeah, you know, right. Like, I mean, you can't, do a, you can't do a tattoo when he's flashing. Yeah. Right? Like That's what I would assume. Message, secret message on the rubber band. What if he's not certain stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's there's the other All that smegma. <laughs> <laughs> Term of if the day, I, guys. Term if I wanted day. to get a tattoo on my penis at 63 years of age, given where I'm at in life right now, I'd have to come back two minutes every day for like... <laughs> in order to give him the proper, the proper canvas. All right. Your urethra... Urethra. Yeah, my urethra. That's my that's inside. They've already said oh, pussy and smegma and urethra. No, all we got them all. So, anybody, I'm sorry. Anybody else want to chime in? I apologize in to Evergreen. No, 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 no. Oh, Trust me. They're good. They're, they're good. They're good. <coughs> well. Are we done? I think we're done. Oh, no way. Wow. Okay. How do you feel about it? I feel really good about it, actually. It cool. I'll be honest with you. While we were talking... Uh, the thought that came in my head amidst the conversation, uh, and I mean this sincerely, I, I was wondering if I'd had any regret. Right. Right? And I have none whatsoever. I mean, this comes out. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No, no, not a single regret. I mean, this is very cool. This is something that's relatable to me. Uh, it's, it'll be definitely a conversation starter. For sure. Right? You know, what does that mean? And I can explain to people. And what it is, and the only the only issue, and it's got nothing to do with me, is that in August I have to go visit my mother, my eighty six year old mother, and she's gonna love in it in Tampa, Florida. No, no, she's not. Now she's gonna ask me why I'm wearing long sleeves when I'm coming in down Florida. to Florida, right? And eventually I'm gonna have to come clean uh, and, and show her and tell her. So um, when it's all said and done. She will probably have a million questions as yeah. to why and so forth and so on. But my me, mom cried when I got my first tattoo. Just she, well, she must sob all the time now, just looking at your arms along. And she, she's over it now. Yeah, well, it's funny though. I remember what was your first tattoo? I got a, a lightning bolt on the back of my arm. No real purpose at all. I was in art school. I was eighteen. I was like. I'm never going to have a real job. So I just wanted to, I, I visualized, I was like, I'm going to be a person with a lot of tattoos. I just know that's going to happen. How does that happen? What, 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 let's address that as we start to, to wrap up here so you could drink some whiskey. You know, there's, there's that, people say, once you get one, you, you get addicted to it. What, is, what do you think it is that makes people go not be one and done when they get a tattoo? Well, some people are, but some people obviously say, I got one and I wanted a second one and a third one. What is it? What is it? Yeah, I think um, people like the control. I really think that it's uh, it's this decision that you make to do something for yourself, and it's an outward projection of you. 
you know, and you're, you're saying something with every tattoo you get. It might be something silly. It doesn't always have to be a serious, emotionally heavy, but you're still saying something and you made that decision. There's so few things like most people have a job they don't like, a boss who tells them what to do, maybe overbearing parents, whatever it is. This is them lashing out in a positive way for their body that they're doing for themselves. So I think it's a power thing. Yeah. But it's also healthy. You know, and I was like, if I, I'm already thinking about the next one. If I were to get a next one, what would it be? Now, the, if I were to get another one, that one would be more intricate because I would want it to be an old manual typewriter. Yeah. You know, you know something like an yeah. old Royal, old Underwood or some sort. And that would definitely be far more intricate and take far more time. And that would probably be repeat visits. Yeah. You know, right? Because you got to get the keys right and, and so forth and so so yeah. on, right? Yeah, let's book it for next year. <laughs> November 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do now is wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's 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 that all about? So basically, is, are we into the aftercare portion? We're, we're of this? into the next phase. Okay. Yep. So essentially, I'm putting a thin layer of ointment on it right now. Is then this I'm, the aqua. This is aqua four. I'm going to bandage it up. You want to leave it covered for the next two you hours? Pour me a drink yet? <laughs> no. Yeah. Can I? Are you allowed to have a drink now? Uh, yeah. You can. Are we going to stay over here? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to grab another table and give it to me. Yeah. So. Um, Right now is when it's the most susceptible to any type of infection, right? You have an open wound right now. So, I do? Yep. So I want to cover it. What I'm going to use is this meat packing pad right here. It's oh. a dry lock pad. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. He does wonderful work, by the way. <laughs> here, lift your arm up for me. Lift your arm up a little bit. I'm going to wrap this around. Yep. And then you'll take it off. You'll wash it. And then you can let it breathe. Since this is just tiny line work, it's going to heal in like a week. It's going to heal really, really fast. Um, and all you need to do daily upkeep with it is listen to your body. If it feels dry, thin layer of lotion. If not, just let a it be. A particular kind of lotion? Um, anything unscented, so no scent, no dyes. You want to avoid those. Those can have bad reactions with the skin. So I just like Lubriderm or anything all natural. A lot of people are now using like coconut oils, avocado oils as well. Vaseline? No. 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 So I, I try to avoid anything that has um, like his... Uh, Petroleum-based okay. that can clog the pores. Right. You, since we shave the area, right. you could get ingrown hairs, Ooh, and we no, want to avoid that. that. So, uh, Lubriderm, those. Yep, totally okay, fine. Just okay. And then I also have a little aftercare sheet yeah. that I give to every. Client. Oh, let me see my aftercare sheet. There you go. It pretty <laughs> much you. says everything I just said. No but. swimming, no tanning. Oh man! Oh, man, no picking. What is? Give me no picking. It's gonna scab a little bit, so you oh, don't want to. Don't pick, pick at it. it. Leave wrap for two hours after getting the tattoo. Okay, clean tattoo with unscented soap, with like ivory soap. Yeah, anything that's white with no scents. Yeah, yeah. after removing the bandage. Yeah, I mean, even like basic hand soap. Let nice. air dry, then use a small amount of unscented moisturizer to keep from drying out. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know if I have any moisturizers at all. Well, home, any but... basic lotion. Okay. Water-based. Days one through five, clean your tattoo two to three times a day with the unscented soap. Slightly moisturized after cleaning. Now, when I'm cleaning this, does it, 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 after I take it, it stays unwrapped? Yeah, you just let it be. After tonight, after yep. two hours, it stays unwrapped. Yep. I just have to be uh, dedicated. You just don't want to do anything gross. Right. So, like, you know, ideally, I typically tell people, don't use your bath towel right away. With Honestly, this is, so I'll just say the generic stuff. Don't use your bath towel. You want to use a paper towel or let it air dry. That's for, like, a big tattoo. With this line work, it's going to close up so fast. Clean And I'm, I'm also... Uh, I said, in addition to the high tolerance of pain, I'm also an incredibly fast healer. That's good, like Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Look, seriously, dude. I mean, 
I mean, look, look at this one. Look at the, I mean, you can't see it now, but that was like for everyone listening. He's taking his pants off. That was like that was like super long. I cut myself with a saw, and it was open. And I and and uh, what were I, you sawing? Do you know? I was trying to take down some branches, and the saw dropped out of my hand. Oh! And it and it and it it was it wasn't like a electric or anything. It was just a, but it's still. I guess I just envisioned it, it chainsaw. It went yeah. It went it went it went pretty whoa, deep. Whoa, 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 whoa. It went pretty deep, but I, I fixed it myself with uh, uh, some super glue and some gauze, yeah. and all I had was packing tape. But look how look how remarkably quick it healed. Yeah, I mean you can't see it on camera. Look great. So I'm saying this is this will be fine. Uh, and I do free touch ups, so if anything, it's very thin line work. If anything falls out, let me know, and I'll touch it up for free. Days twelve and beyond, wash tattoo at the beginning of the day and keep slightly moisturizing until your skin returns to normal. I don't know what, what normal. I don't know what normal is for my skin. Uh, if redness persists after four to six days, reach out and touch fit. to Matthew Franklin and contact a medical professional. Well, which is it? Reach out to you or contact the medical professional? Reach out to me first and reach I'll let you, you know first. if you really need a medical okay. professional. Most of the time it's no. It's like, it's the day after and it's still red. And I'm like, of course it's still calm, red. Calm down. The, but hey, the most important things, no swimming, no tanning, no picking. All right. You heard it here first, kids. STP. <laughs> what am I drinking? The uh, this is the Jack Daniels Master Distiller Series. This is Jasper, Jasper Newton. This is the, who was the uh, Master oh. Distiller till 1911 yeah. from 18, what did I say? 1866 to 1911. And uh, I like, I like bourbons and Eileen's a little sweeter most of the time. Well, this is a very sweet one. And, yeah, uh, and, and uh, you said, you know, like no burn at all. You wanted to ask about whiskey. I don't think the proof on this is very high. Not that I think about it. Is it? Anybody check? That could have oh, been yeah. This is only eighty-six time. proof. This is this is nice and easy. You could. This is like this is like bath water. whiskey. There's not a lot of eighty-six proofs hanging around for everyday sipping. Yeah. And this was a special bottle because it was part of the Master Distiller series. And I don't know. I can't get. I can't replace this bottle. Yeah. Anytime soon, unless I go down to uh, to to Tennessee and and do this. One but flattered. this is sour mash whiskey, but sour, but the Jack Daniels is bourbon. Right. And a lot of people tell you that Jack Daniels is not bourbon. It is bourbon. They just decided not to call it bourbon because look how they've made their fame and fortune by calling it sour mash whiskey. Right, right, right. right? But technically it is bourbon. I worked, um, <clears throat> I did one tour for Fireball Whiskey, which is not whiskey. It is know? not whiskey. <laughs> they can't, they had to take out the E, right? It's just right, three right, right. Um, but at the time, what they had an association with Buffalo Trace. There was a connection, like somehow they were put. Any, we were allowed to drink other things on tour. Basically, our job was they were paying for gas, food, hotels. We had to go to ten to twelve bars in every city we were in and buy everyone Fireball. This was like 2010, 2011, so it was sort of just hitting the scene, and we were total guerrilla marketing. So we were just out every day. We would do two days in every city, and you buy fifty people a shot of Fireball. Well, they want to buy you. Shots of fireball in return. Sure, of course. Right? So eventually we started just being like, oh, well, we'll get it, but we'll get Buffalo Trace or we'll get Equal Rare or like whatever <laughs> else. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now everyone I know is no longer associated with Fireball Whiskey, so I can talk about how we ripped them off so hard. I'll be, I'll be totally fine. Yeah. Um, that, that, there's, uh, there's trends in everything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's trends in tattoos. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> what do you see as a popular trend? Well, it's funny because like, 
the tramp stamp is long gone. Um, big, is it? Big tribal. Well, they stay around forever. Or has it just changed its name? People, well, now it's the underboot tattoo, it's a, right? It's a, so, what now? The what? So right now, there's a big trend uh, for sternum tattoos. So a lot of women are getting, they look like chandeliers. So it's like an object in the center and it goes like under the boobs. So like under boob tattoos. Under and it's tattoos. just, you've just taken the tramp stamp and sort of like, you know, uh, recompose it to the front of the body. Now, the work is much better just because the style of tattooing, the machines we use, the inks we use are dramatically better. <clears throat> the artistry is much higher. Um, but still, I think when you start seeing people getting the same thing, that's women. Now, men, instead of the chunky tribal, everyone's getting the black forest armbands, right? right? So you'll see a ton of dudes getting these. It's just like a dark forest and it fades out black. Sometimes there's like a wolf in it. Sometimes there's like a mountain in the background, but it's over and over and over. And when yeah. people hit me up for those things, I like, instead of just saying like either A, yes, or B, that's super cheesy and cliche. I'm always like, <laughs> let's find the version that's best for you, right? Like, right. is there a type of tree indigenous to where you're from that like resonates with you? Was there a mountain you hiked when as a kid? Is there, you know, is there some way to personalize this? Instead of it's just like, I saw this on Pinterest and I like it. Yeah, I want a cookie it. cutter. Yeah, exactly. So is this what I got? Is this a common tattoo? No, no, not at no? all. I've never I mean, done, you know, chemical formulas people get, a lot of people get like a psilocybin or LSD or things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the most common sort of like chemical molecular sure. formula stuff. I've never done whiskey and I've never done it just as the numeration before. Yes. So yes. What, what are some trends that will never go out? I mean, you know what I mean? Like American traditional. For sure, if you're if you're pretty much anywhere in the world, <laughs> that's exactly exactly right, that. Right. So you think about those things, and they're actually they're back sailors. They're back bigger than ever. Sailor tattoos is what people would consider them, you know. But those are sort of people were sailing the Pacific Ocean. They ran into Pacific Islanders, Polynesian people. Uh, they were doing tattoos that represented their jobs, right? So if you lived in the mountains, you would get little mountains. If you were a fisherman, you'd get like shark's teeth and stuff, the Polynesian tribal. Um, the sailors were like, oh, we're going to get stuff that represents shit we're into. So we're going to get a ship and an anchor and we're going to get like hot girls and we're going to get, but then they started, everything had a meaning, right? You get a shell back, you get a turtle. If you cross the prime meridian, you get a different one. If you cross the equator, they would get um, chickens and pigs on their feet because those were in crates. And if a ship went down, they would float. So it was like, if I'm going to crash, I'll float, you know? So every little tattoo had significant importance to them, but that style, that thick, bold line, that American traditional style will never get out of style at all. Why was it called a tramp stamp? Well, I mean, initially it's just a tattoo I think, on I your think backside, I, I, but why, why did the, why did it become a tramp the era, stamp? The era of people getting them, it was still, you know, we were talking about what do we do now in tattooing? It's out of the basement. I tattoo doctors, lawyers, you know, my accountant. Mm -hmm. But uh, back then, most of the people getting tattoos were of a different degree of person. I got you. So I think it was associated with criminals, back alleyways, basements. The people getting tramp stamps at the time were associated with criminals, back at motorcycle clubs, you know. So if you got that tattoo, so, but did you have to get it in the back for it to be a tramp stamp, or would any thing? so you could what, see it when it would come up when you were yeah, riding a motorcycle. motorcycle? Would any tattoo, if you were in in the business of being a, a tramp back in the day, would also, any tattoo word, be a tramp the, stamp? The, the term tramp stamp came way later. Like people were getting them. Okay. And then it was like late '90s, early 2000s. People started saying because there's a ton of like moms now. Yes. Who have them now, and I always hear this all the time, and they're like, "Well, when I got it, it wasn't called a tramp stamp." What was it called? A, a tattoo. back tattoo. Just a, back a lower tattoo. back tattoo. Does it have to do with how it's 
how things come in and out of fashion. You know, as soon as something kind of comes out, sure. out of fashion, they're going to make fun of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And kids are going to make fun of it. The music you listen to, the art and, you're into. And I, and I talk to, to, to women that have them and I go, do you have any tattoos? And they'll say reluctantly, yes, I have a tramp stamp. You right. know, but they, that's not, obviously they weren't saying, hey, can I have a tramp stamp? Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they came in. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. That butterfly with the tribal, like, that's fucking dope. It means peace, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you started talking about this, Dino. You asked him about the space. Uh, specifically, this space is a, a former rank. But talk about like the aesthetics of like just a cool tattoo parlor. I mean, you guys have uh, a lot of antiques. A co- cool music. Yeah. You know, you got to. We create a whole vibe. Burr, there is. TV. <laughs> when I uh, yeah when I, well when I was at shops and you know I've been getting tattooed since I was eighteen so we're oh three oh four. Um, and back then, and even still now, a lot of tattoo shops, it's metal music, it's horror movies, you know, it's fat dudes with big beards laying on top of you. There's all the machines are super loud. It's like an abrasive environment, right? So if you show up into that, you're a 19 year old girl getting your first tattoo, you're terrified, right? And so what I try to offer here is a luxury tattoo experience, but also a total chill, calming vibe. This is very calm. Because everybody shows up anxious, right? So it's usually, you know, blues or classic rock or soul music I'm going to have animal shit on the tv and when you show up i'm prepared that's another thing at tattoo shops a lot of times you'll show up the artist they don't even know what you're doing they have nothing drawn up like if you show up here absolutely everything's set up and i'm like all right let's make sure it's sized right let's do this you know i want to like calm them down and know that they are important to me but also the space looks really cool so it is very cool bank built in the 1920s yeah yeah this was a bank board revolving door to get in when we wanted to when we were looking for marble stairs yeah when we were looking for a space everybody kept showing us storefronts you know i was like oh well i'm opening you know i didn't even want to call it a tattoo shop but if i didn't say that people didn't understand i was like i'm opening like a private boutique you know studio and they'd be like what (laughs) and then so storefronts they show me first floor big glass you know like these big open like storefronts and i was like no I'm gonna. I want to be up off the ground. I want to be hard to find. Want foot traffic. Just kind no. of like, hey, can I get a tattoo? No phone. No phones ringing. No random people right. walking in. You'll. The only way you know how to get here is if you're supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like a speakeasy exactly. for tattoos. Exactly. Yeah. Back to whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does. And now I'm trying to do this for other artists too. So I'm doing this thing. I have six private studios down the street with like a 900 square foot lobby gallery space. Same deal. It's another old bank building. It's on the third floor. Each of them have their own completely furnished, like private studio. They work when and how they want, but now they can move from the shop into their own private space. And like, so the lobby is a communal lobby for everyone. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like a gallery space. We're going to be doing events like art openings. We're doing continued education for tattoo artists. If you're in my network, the first thing we have is like a professor from Miami University coming up, and she's going to be doing cell phone photography. She's a photography professor, but everybody shoots all their shit on their cell phone. So I thought that would be a good thing to like further them and their like appearance online and social media. All right, before we start to wrap things up, let's get that information out there again. I know that you are, are booked, but yeah, people November cancel of 2023. Out. People yeah. cancel out, people, people. And I'm know. always taking new clients and also so like so any on. questions too, I'm always open. Like a lot of people are like, I don't know where to start or like I'm thinking this idea, like I love the conversation, you know, and I love, I love just like, really understanding where people are coming from with their tattoo. If whiskey business ever gets picked up and becomes something bigger than what it is, I'll get a whiskey business tattoo. That'll be my next one. And well, in fact, we'll all get them. Yeah. All three of us will get them. Tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. (laughs) 
whiskey business. Uh, get throw out some of the details that people need to know if they want to talk to you just about tattoos or yeah or schedule uh, past you can find 2023 my contact info tatfranklin.com t-a-t-franklin.com also social media instagram twitter facebook anything it's at tatfranklin t-a-t-franklin i like to keep it very simple reminds me of the italian restaurant too tat franklin i've never been there no tat tat t-a-t it's not around anymore it was an italian restaurant on the east side right or west side yeah they actually was it good the TAT Restaurante, it was really then much I'll like try, you. I'll be associated. Much like you, it was really good. All right. Really good. Good quality Italian food. Good quality tattoo. I'm a happy man. I feel like this I've done awesome. something. Do you, feel, yeah. Do, you, yeah. Do, you feel, do you feel changed? I do feel a little You know what? And I think I kind of, uh, as weird as this may sound, and you said a lot of people, this chair becomes uh, a therapeutic place mm-hmm. at times over the course. I think... Uh, yeah, I think it's like a, a unconsciously a reset button of some sort. Right. I needed something significant, uh, some sort of change that that while it was significant, not drastic. You know. Right. I didn't change my face. I didn't you know dye my hair. I didn't you know. But you've I got just, something you take with you everywhere now. But I got something yeah. that you know I did something different. I did something to maybe change the course of whatever you know. Sometimes you just gotta shake it up a little bit. Yeah in life and i feel like this is like a, a start to that potential shake up because i was i was in a those two years that we lost contact right you know aside from the podcast which I, i've said this on the podcast before which saved me i was in a funk i was yeah. in a big funk yeah Oof, yeah and so it was it was every, like like a lot of people were well yeah i mean i got shut down uh-huh. i wasn't allowed to work for right, 10 weeks right <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird time. That was that was. That I was only crazy. spiraled like a lot. Oh <laughs> yeah, I wonder how you handled that. Yeah, well, I did. Um, I started doing these. We well, like, have your art though. I have my art, and I started doing these like drinking and drawing classes online. So I would make a cocktail, and then I would show people how to do something. So there's some like weird YouTube videos floating around. But my wife was working at a bakery at the time. She does admin for a bakery, but she would leave at like 4 a.m. to go to this bakery at the time. And so by the time she would get back at like 11 or 12, I would already be wasted. I've like, I've like had to make three cocktails, you know, to like show, like I'd set up different cameras, you know, and edit it of me making the drink and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Wasted. I'm saying, I'm saying this jokingly, I'm saying this jokingly, but you know, waste at 11 o'clock and you get home for the break. Did you bring donuts, bitch? Oh, for sure. It was a blueberry muffin. That was my go-to, the blueberry muffin. You can't say bitch a blueberry muffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was too sweet. You say blueberry muffin, you gotta say something nicer than that. But yeah, we by the way, I said that jokingly. I'm just saying. My wife is not it. a bitch. I get it. No, she's lovely. She's lovely. She's oh, lovely. Are you here then, Liz? Every day. Oh, yep. so is this your? Oh, she runs. Run, run oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Here. Yeah, she makes sure that things. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why it functions. Yep. Yeah. I have no idea how any of it works. Hey, dude. Hey, I've said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There is behind every I great think a lot man. Of, a lot of days I'll be out here like saying some bullshit and she's in there. I can hear her like. <sighs> <laughs> no, no. Behind every talented or great man, there's, there's always a far more talented and greater woman. I oh, for totally, sure. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, is there anything else we haven't covered? Hit on this book. I'm sitting right here over to the side and there's a children's book right here. Are you talking about. What are we talking about? You're talking about the best selling book, Frankie's Scared of Everything? Frankie's Scared of Everything? What oh, are you yeah, talking I, about? I didn't know about this. I wrote an illustrated children's book, yeah. 
It's cool. I'm gonna get one before I leave. It's available everywhere. Uh, Amazon, Target.com, Barnes and Noble. What the hell, dude? And you did the artwork. Yeah, I wrote it too. Yeah, I wrote and illustrated it. Oh man, this is very cool. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, you know semi-autobiographical. A kid is afraid of sounds in his home. He goes on this little 3D adventure, and then Frankie's scared of everything. Yeah, it's like sort of like Technicolor. I never see kids' book that are like bright colors on dark pages, you know. So I sort of wanted to do something that angle and has like sort of a graffiti tattoo feel. You would be scared too if your own brain was out to get you. Follow Frankie as his imagination creates robots, beasts, secrets, even mole men on this. Technicolor Adventure. Frankie makes being afraid look fun. Oh, Good this, tagline. Yeah. Thanks, publisher. Uh, yeah, I want to be afraid. Frankie, it's cool. That's very cool. Now, is this going to be a potential series? I actually have a... My publisher was texting me today, so I'm on this, a, I have a phone call tomorrow. I was just... I, I, as soon as I looked at... You know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, that could go... In, immediately, the writer of me said this could go a whole bunch of different directions. Yeah. I don't That's know awesome. All right. Did you say how to get that as well? Uh, everywhere. So online, everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target.com, um, anywhere books are sold. Yep. You've got a barcode. <laughs> it's real. So you know it's, it's a real. real book. It's a real book. Nice catch, Hansberry. Thank you. Was that about everything Everything we wanted to accomplish tonight? Anything, yeah. Yeah? All right. You want another uh, little pour of... Uh, Absolutely. Please. Of, uh, of Jasper. Jasper Newton. I appreciate you bringing this up here. Thank you so much. I'm uh, just flattered that you let me do it. I, I, I truly I, appreciate I, it. I'm honored that you reached out and found the time to do it in your schedule. Uh, and I guess I should thank you, Liz, because you run everything, so you know what the schedule is. You made the time to do this. I think she reminded and, me. And so. she reminded you. So thank you, Liz. Thank you so much. And uh, before we wrap completely up for this evening, Hansberry, a little bit of business. Uh, you uh, tease the video, YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. There you Thank go. You. That's it. Subscribe and uh, smash that little bell button. You'll get a notification. Ding. Bing. Smash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we got a uh, Whiskey Business is on all of your favorite podcasting apps, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Whiskeybusinesspod.com uh, is our website. Is that right? Uh, yep. But uh, John has been working on the merch, so we've got uh -huh. some cool stuff out I, now. I think one of the shirts that we came up with is going to be a huge seller. So, yeah, it's a Teesprings account. You can find all the, the links through our website, whiskeybusinesspod.com. But, uh, yeah, that helps us out. Johnny inspired me. He inspired me. He stuff. continues to inspire me. Uh, I want to thank uh, Tat Franklin, of course, for, for doing and, and Matt Franklin. Um, I want to thank Greg Hansberry on the audio side of things. John Whitney, who brought out the big boy camera yeah. for tonight. So some of the cool stuff that you people have watched, uh, if you're listening on audio, he uh, did some 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 filmmaker close-up shit on, on the tattoo that was pretty awesome. Felt pretty cool. cinematic, yeah. Yeah, right? So check it out on, on YouTube as well. Uh, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck Productions hosted by me, your host, Dino Chapotas. Many thanks again to Matt Franklin. Thank you, brother, so much. Until the next bottle or the next tattoo. <laughs> Thank you. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing 
to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.